Welcome to Hello Ugly, the Dragula recap show for Season 3, Episode 2, titled Don't Suck. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one non-binary pro-lifer with a penchant for abortion. From the Bloody Podcast Network, please say, Hello, uglies! To Lori Roggenkamp. Hello! Hi, Joe. How are you doing? I'm doing very, very... <laughs> I gotta tell you something. Your computer even doesn't like you doing anymore. It cuts you off now when you say shut. There's some, 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 there seems to be. I some think it's because of... I'm too loud. Yeah. yeah. So I gotta say it. I gotta say it better. I gotta be like. So do that again. Hey Joe, how are you doing? I'm fine. How are you? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, for reals, Lori, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just, uh, you know, I, I'm at that. Well, you know, when you're like super, super tired, mm-hmm. but then like when you know that you're, cause after this, I'm going to bed. Oh, you, you're, you like, you're, you're going to, you're like, when we're done doing this, we're well, going straight to bed. Yeah. And so, but I'm like wired now because yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like I got sleep to look for it. So I'm like almost upset because I'm like, there's no way in hell I'm going to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like now it's like, I've been tired all day. And now that I know that I'm like possibly an hour, hour and a half away from sleep. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, ah, yeah. So that's happened to me. Where then, and then you're, you're wired, but tired is how they say in mm-hmm. the business. Yeah. 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 That's why I never liked those five hour energy drinks. Cause it never like improved my energy level. It mm-hmm. just made it. So I didn't fall asleep for like, 24 hours yeah i'm very very sensitive to caffeine very sensitive like for instance if i have a mcdonald's uh ice i the you know sugar-free iced coffee at like any later than 10 a.m i'm not sleeping that night yeah i'm the same way small yeah 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 i'm very sensitive to caffeine i have i like if i am if i'm super exhausted like tomorrow i'll probably i might do this if i'm like i don't know if i can get up i will have a venti decaf Mm -hmm. iced coffee from starbucks and that will do the trick but if i have anything more than that i am like a wired for the whole day but here's the weird thing about starbucks at least in my recent memory is if you go i think after like noon they don't brew decaf which makes no sense you think it'd be the opposite yeah you would think people would want to like you know mm-hmm. pare down afterwards yeah no 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 they're like uh we they like go we'll give you a cup of hot water and you can dunk this thing in it but we don't we, we don't brew decaf after like a, there's a certain time where they don't brew decaf and it makes no sense it makes no sense yeah. to me well i mean i have such a i have such a love-hate relationship with starbucks mm-hmm. because one of the things that always frustrates me is anytime i go and i get like a s for a food item they're always mm-hmm. like oh i don't know we don't have that and i'm like why what do you got like order more like why do you guys consistently not have things well isn't that the big complaint i don't i don't order a lot of ice cream from mcdonald's but isn't the big complaint with mcdonald's that their ice cream machine is always down my big complaint with them is that their computer system is usually down the one by my house oh really yeah, like I'll sometimes I'll go and it, and I think they do it on purpose for like late night. Oh yeah, because a yeah. lot of times when I go like after midnight, they're like cash only. I'm like ah, yeah, come on. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, I you know I just I want things to happen the way I want them to happen, and mm-hmm. I'm frustrated when it doesn't happen that way. So what you gonna do? What are you gonna do now? You know, speaking of uh. Uh, things that are very frustrating. I think you were telling a story earlier. Everyone should know this is how sensitive Lori is. She was part of a group therapy. We were supposed to take this in half an hour earlier. And she text messaged me and was like, Ugh, someone's talking about how they try to commit suicide. So we can make it seven o'clock. <laughs> no, I didn't. I wasn't like, Ugh. I was just saying, because I usually can leave early if I want to. Mm-hmm. But a girl was opening up about her recent suicide attempt, and I was like, "Well, it's just going to be rude if I yeah, you're like, excuse me, excuse yeah, me. excuse me, excuse me." Like, oh, and so I wrote a note to my mom. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Can I get past? <laughs> Can I just need to get to the door? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, but I'm you sorry. know, I'm in group therapy too, and it is funny because they have—I don't know if your group therapy room has. Do they have like a Keurig coffee machine? 
No, it's at Kaiser. So, no, it's, so does mine. Mine is at Kaiser too. You guys have a coffee machine? Yeah, we have a coffee machine. And someone will be like, and then, Ugh. you know, my, my boyfriend, he beat me. And you hear. And I'm like, wait a minute, your boyfriend beat you? And the person's just like making themselves a cup of coffee, like right there. Yeah. Tell me you're really impressed by my ability to make these crazy sounds. Yeah, effects. yeah. I was really impressed. I honestly was like, do you have a Keurig that you just fired up there? Or what's. I'm going to do the next time you tell a story. You're going to be telling one of your long stories. I'm going did you ever did you ever do uh stand up at that open mic in Long Beach at that coffee shop? Oh wait, I feel like I did. Yes, I did. I didn't do it as much. There were some people who like there's some people who like that's like their martini blues. Mm-hmm. They're like, Oh, I started out there. Yeah. But I never really Martini got into Blues, that. by the way, is where Lori and I started out in Huntington Beach. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, yes. And uh I never really got into that place, mainly because there was this one guy who worked behind the counter. Mm-hmm. And if he didn't like a comedian, he would always, like, turn on the blender, like, <laughs> like at weird times. Uh-huh. So he'd be like, he would he'd be like, oh, so I was visiting my parents. <laughs> well, I remember, you know, there used to be a gay bar. What's funny is it's now a gay, okay, there used to be a dive gay bar in Venice Beach, California called Rooster Fish. Okay, and it was the diviest. Was, was it lesbians and gays? Oh, I know. I don't, even, I don't even know. That's a good point. But it was the diviest gay bar ever, right? And one time, no, I don't think it was lesbian because I. So one time, well, I rooster went with, fish. That's like cock and vagina, right? I know, but it was that's what it was called. But the point is, uh-huh. I went with my friend Shannon, right? And I bought the first round. R.I.P. Shannon. R.I.P. Shannon. I bought the first round, and Shannon goes, "I'll get the second round, right?" So I go, okay. So we finish our beer. She goes, oh, I'll go get the next round. And she goes, and she's like, Joe, uh, she comes back. And she's like, the bartender won't serve me. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and she goes, yeah, he won't serve me. Right? So I go, go go over there. Just go to the bar. And so I stand and I watch. And the bartender's like straight up like, <laughs> you know, like just wiping down the counter. And Shannon's standing there with like a wad full of money. And he's like, hmm. You know, just like just ignoring her. So then she comes back and I go, "Give me the money." And I go to the same spot with the money. He's like, "What can I do for you, hun?" And I was like, "Oh my god, this is a backwards world where girls get ignored and guys are the one that get all the attention." That's hilarious. Yeah, I one time had that happen to me because. I asked a bartender mistakenly out. He was like, cause I was like, you know, I don't drink that much. Mm-hmm. So it was like one of the first times I started, I was like drinking. Bartender's like, what can I get you? And I was like, eh, just like anything, just make a drink and I'll yeah, pay for it. Sure. And I thought that would be like the easiest thing. Oh, they me. hate that. They hate it. And I didn't know that. Like, mm-hmm. I honestly thought that would, I was being nice. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, oh, he could just make something. It, it, and my opinion was, he, if he was smart, he could have made something that was like twenty bucks, and mm-hmm. I would have paid for it, right? So he just gives me like a like a thing of Jack Daniels, and so then from then on, he just refused to like. Anytime I was uh, standing, I would stand. So then I just started like following him around the bar. Yeah, everyone <laughs> should know Lori doesn't let up if she gets a, no. a, like a bug in her ass. Yeah, no. So I started following around the bar, and uh, and he didn't really like that. So you know that was. That was me. That was that's how I deal with with bartenders. I was like, hey, 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 hey. So that was fun. That was a fun night for me. This week, the Boulet brothers sharpen their claws as they relax in a hot tub, ba- hot in a hot bath of blood. The contestants reconvene and discuss how they all need to be prepared for any extermination challenge that may get thrown their way. Next, the Boulet brothers announce this week's floor show look: vampire grotesque burlesque with a penchant for fans. After the floor show, Landon, Louisiana, and Hollow Eve are named the strongest contestants, while Saint Lucia, Yavska, and Madeline Hatter are in the bottom. In the end, Landon. Landon Sider is named the winner of the challenge, while St. Lucia and Yavska are placed in the bottom two. After an elimination challenge that would have made Loris's head spin, Yavska lives to see another day, while St. Lucia takes a stake in the heart and gets locked inside of a coffin. Lori named two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. So the two things I liked about the episode was, I will say, I thought Halloween brought it. Mm-hmm. I really liked... 
I really liked her outfit. I liked her her confidence. I thought, you know, I I was actually impressed. Sure. I will say that I I think that you were poss- might be possibly right. I don't know. I'm still waiting for the next episode. Mm-hmm. But I was worried that that the you know face mutilation was going to be her only thing Mm -hmm. even though she still did the spiders i feel like she she had i liked her outfit okay excuse me the second thing i liked was i liked some not all because i felt like maybe they went too long but i excuse me i like some of the um uh like where they were talking about how they were going to make their costumes and they they went through the process and everything Mm -hmm. i like that part Mm mm-hmm um, what I didn't like was that overall, it was just kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't that interesting. Like there wasn't any challenge in the beginning. You know, they had them all come in and sit down, talk in the dressing room. Then they had them come go back out. Mm-hmm. They gave them a challenge. They went in back in and sat down mm-hmm. and did the, you know, worked on the challenge. Then they did the runway and then they, you know, so it's just, it wasn't really, there wasn't a lot of, there wasn't anything really too interesting for me. All right. Very good. Uh, two things I liked about the episode. You know, once again, I actually, it doesn't do well for us to make fun of it, but uh, I actually did like their cold open. I thought it was really well done. Very creepy, very cool, very short, very to the point, yet very on brand. Uh, I also liked um, the challenge, even though I kind of feel like it's like a mixture of challenges that we've seen before. Yeah. With making yeah. the fan and vampire this and blibbity blue. But at some point you can't like, I feel like at some point you kind of kind of have to give them leeway with that, yeah. you know, because it's like, there's only so many ways. Well, yeah, they've done Wicked Witch you twice. Can, you can do. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, and then the one thing I didn't like, okay, I'm going to put it out there. The way that they're editing these floor shows, I'm going to say, I'm going to just always imagine, unless they change it, that's going to be one thing I didn't like. But So I'm going to replace it. So just always know, I don't like the way they edit the floor show. Floor show. So I'm not going to count that, because that's what I said last week. The okay. other thing that I'll say, though, is they did this illusion. They did some sleight of hand, Lori, because... In the second day, so you know they leave, they're like, oh, we need a rest before the floor show day. So when they yeah. come back to oh, the floor I'm show so day. Oh, so tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they did this illusion of drama, but because I, I watched the episode twice and so I was watching out for it this time. The weird little fights they're setting up, at least in this episode, make no sense whatsoever. No. I mean, like, they literally make zero sense they're mad at saint lucia because she mumbled something the day before and they're mad I, no, I not still saint lucia, maxi, maxine oh maxi glamour you're right maxi and then glamour. and then also they're mad at yavska for some reason i don't know well yavska yeah i mean all of it's manufactured that's something that i dislike in all that's why i don't i i was like i don't like a lot of reality show competitions because it's all manufactured drama because they want to see the intensity um, but yeah, it's cause Yafsa was like constantly picking and saying, you know, doing things. And then she just doesn't like Maxi Glamour. So she, anytime Maxi Glamour started talking, Yafsa would just interrupt and move on and like go move on to somebody else. No, I think that, that was about Priscilla Chambers. No, that, no, that's what I'm saying is like, nobody liked Maxi Glamour because of that. Oh, Priscilla oh, oh. Chambers pointed that out. But, like, everybody was kind of getting... Yavsko's getting on everybody. I think you're confusing. I don't think it's your fault. I think it's confusing. I don't think it makes any sense. And then I also didn't... I didn't understand why Eva Destruction was so upset. Like, I felt like she... Like, Eva Destruction was upset because... Dahlia paid less for her outfit. Yeah, I didn't understand any of that. I didn't under no 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 no. I thought that I thought okay, wait. Let's you know what? Let's let's really dive in as we get into. So let's dive into the episode, all right? Because okay. I feel we're gonna talk a lot about that. All right, in the cold open track, Morta lounges in the bath while Swanthula files her claws. On the floor, a bearded muscle man relaxes in the steamy bathroom. After some discussion about how this relaxing spa day was needed, Drakmorta asks Swan to warm the bath for her. Swan takes the cue, grabs a blade, and slits the throat of the bearded shirtless man, allowing his blood to drip in the bathtub for relaxing time for Drak. I wrote some easier. I said Allows his blood to drip in the bathtub 
and relaxes Dragmorta even more. Lori, your thoughts on this cold open? So this is tough for me. I, are you a bath person? No, uh, no, I hate them. Okay, all right. So this was really tough for me because I think baths are gross. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that anybody could find comfort in taking a bath is just boggles my mind. Mm-hmm. It's basically like sitting in your own fecal matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, so the fact that it's also blood, I don't, is it like Elizabeth? Oh, that's right. You love, everyone should know if you're new to the show, Lori has some weird so fetish much. about what she wants to drink. If they're the woman that she's attracted to, she wants to drink her period blood. Just I do let, not let's at just, all. Let's just not stipulate that bit. and we'll you move keep on. Saying, Go ahead. No, right. you keep Carry saying on. that. I, I just do. wanted to fill the audience in. Go ahead. Oh, my God. So, <clears throat> so, um, so the fact that it was also blood, and then it just, like, I will say this. I think that the problem with these, with these uh, bit opening bits now are, like, semantics and not necessarily the whole overarching like thing Mm -hmm. you know so like the things that like bugged me were like the fact that that guy was just sort of like sitting there you know he wasn't like tied up or you know doing and it's also like why would if if these are the boule brothers i mean i know we we know in real life that they're actually a couple but if they're the boule brothers why would they why would one be like hanging out in the bath while the other in the bathroom, while the other one's taking a bath, like was the I guy drugged? Like, Is that what you're supposed to think that the guy's drugged? That they drugged him and brought him there? I mean, because when he talks, he goes, he says like for uh, reinvigorated or something like that. It's something he says one word. Who says it? The guy. She like. Oh, now you're he gonna... says something? Yeah, he says something. He says something. Now you're going to make me go find the bit. Okay, keep talking. Now it's her. my turn to not know what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what were um, you saying? Yeah, so I just, I feel like I didn't, I didn't get why, like, I don't, I didn't, I guess I didn't get why they needed an extra person, you mm-hmm. know? Because then it's like, okay, if you're cut, if you're cutting throats to put blood into the bath, does that mean that every ounce of blood was somebody's? cut through so then there should be like a uh like a a basically a graveyard full of bodies for this one bathtub mm-hmm. so i don't know i just felt like um i that that was the thing that bugged me but i mean i will say i thought that it looked you know it looked fine and uh doing a performance and you can't see your face because your face is okay go ahead sorry sorry um, I just, I think I was already, I was already, my shackles, my shackles, I think it's called, I, my shackles were up because it was like a bath scene and those just grossed me out. So that's, that was it. But yeah, other than that, that's fine. All right. So, um, okay. So I pulled the bit up. Okay. And okay. so what we're, we're going to do, we're gonna, we're, we'll just listen to the audio. Okay. And let's, okay. let's, let's analyze it from here. Here we go. So now, okay. So Swan, Drakmore, no, no, Swan is filing her nails. There's a bearded guy, but he may be drugged. Cause whenever they show him, it's like foggy, and he's like, he's like nodding his head, like I needed this. That's Drak. Mm-hmm. Swan. It's not just about relaxation, though. It's about restoration. Oh, maybe that's Swan, but that we're seeing it from the drug guy's eyes that he's drugged. Like I'm thinking he's yeah. drugged. I'm thinking he's drugged because his mouth isn't moving when he says it. But I think we're getting from his perspective because everything's like cloudy. And I think that's what he's hearing. We've been gone a long time and the children of the night need us. What does that mean? Well, I know children of the night is a reference to Dracula. Um, but Well, they've been gone for two however years. many time they've been making this episode. So Yeah, yeah. here we go. So now Drakmorda takes a glass to our return. of alcohol. Don't they drink gasoline? Is that what we learned last season? Well, they drink blood. They drink gasoline. Okay. They don't eat pizza. We know that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, the guy's, yeah, the guy's drugged. I didn't realize that. He's drugged out. You warm me up. So uh, Drak asks for Swan to warm her up. And this right now, we're going to see Swan. Swan looks at her like, oh, I know what the fuck you're talking about, bitch. Now, they grab a curvy knife. Now, is a curvy knife known to be more dangerous? I don't get that. 
A curvy knife wouldn't do shit. First off, and also that's not really a knife. But first off, a curvy knife wouldn't do shit, and it would actually like make it harder to cut the the throat. I feel like I don't know. Is there like a medical expert that could tell us, or a serial killer? I could see how if you stab someone, it could fuck some shit up. But just yeah. slicing someone's throat, like stab and twist. Yeah, 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 yeah. But she just slices his throat. So he's drugged out. I, now, is this guy supposed to be somebody? Yeah, now she just sliced it. And then he's like, oh, oh, oh. And he spits the blood up. And then, why would well, that. Wa- go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. He's dressed like the. Like Israel. He's dressed like the, the servants that they have. Yeah. So it's leading me to believe that they're kind of like, you know, um taking from their own supply sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like they're because there's, they've been gone for a long time and they need to re up or, you know, whatever they, they are using the, the, the resources that they already have in order to, you know, soak in the blood. Mm-hmm. But why would bloody bath water make you like feel more comfortable? Well, I mean, I think it's like a, you know, my, my, my only thought is that it's like a call. It's not a call. But I, I don't know if the callback is the right word, but it's like a, a nod to Bathory. You know that the queen that used to bathe in virgin blood. This sounds like it's a bloody like, podcast episode. Oh yeah, we did a podcast about it. Um, but it, it won't air because the guy that we did the podcast with was like really upset about it. He's like, "Oh wow, that's that's really so that that sucks that that happened to those women." And it was just like. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so uh, she because there's like this whole thing about how like n- like blood rejuvenates. Yeah. So it's like if you if you bathe in blood, oh okay, uh huh, it'll rejuvenate your skin. Mm-hmm. And then you know, so that's why I think that um, maybe that's why she's doing it because she feels like it'll rejuvenate her. All right. Look, here's the deal. Not much. To say. It, it's a fine cold open. Not so much to say there. It's it's here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Again, this is what I'll say about the, the this this opening is a reflection of the show itself is that I feel like part like you were saying the other you were saying last week when I was talking to you about you know um another show that shall not be named. And you were saying that sometimes people like for things to be terrible. Mhm. And I was thinking about that this episode where I was like, I kind of found it more interesting when it was terrible because now it's like, it's not great. It's, it's good. It's, it's okay to good, mm-hmm. but it's not great. But I feel like I would like it way. I, I still would watch it. I would be more excited about it if it was like as bad as it used to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's almost like a, uh, so bad it's good sort of scenario mm-hmm. whereas like now it's just kind of like okay it's a show well it's not bad but yeah i can see what you're saying all right back in the boudoir the contestants walk in ready for the day's challenge they speculate among themselves who was eliminated and who was spared they all congratulate dahlia black for her win and are surprised when maxi glamour walks through the door maxi details everything we just saw in the previous episode's extermination challenge eva destruction disses violencia for dropping out while hollow eve stands up for the idea of a meat villain and then rambles on about extermination challenges uh Lori, your thought about this moment in the boudoir when they, when they all return so there are a couple things that annoy me first off the thing that number one which is something we've always said which is there's no way in hell that they didn't know that maxi glamour was the one yeah who was picked okay number two um and this is an overarching theme throughout the whole show there are way too many random shots like long lingering shots of an empty dressing room yeah. Like however many shots they show that dressing room, it's like we get it. You got a dressing room. Yeah. Like stop, stop showing it empty. But yeah. um, another thing is like there. I think this, especially in competition shows, which annoys me, is there a level of like if you're not gonna do, if you're not gonna do everything you need to do to be here, then you shouldn't even be here. Yeah. And it's <laughs> yeah. like it's almost like I'm offended that you didn't do. And it's like who gives a shit? Like mm-hmm. Violencia didn't do it she couldn't do it she was afraid whatever whatever her choices were that was her choice it has no reflection on you you know and i think that they they're so self-centered 
that they take it on them and they go, well, like it's, it's, she shouldn't have even been in the competition. Yeah. It's even like, destruction okay. said it was an insult to the Boulay brothers, which yeah. I, at first I'm like, okay, you know, calm down. But then, um, Drac Morta kind of hints at that during the judges yeah. thing. She was upset about it, which yeah. I, here's the thing. I could see that because if you think about the money that they have to shell out, mm-hmm. I could see them being a little perturbed. But at the end of the day, it's like, okay, well, then she got eliminated from the show. And I think even though I think Hollow Eve maybe used some flowery language, like you always say, it's it's like it's a, a lot of it has to do with how you present it. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe she kind of used a lot of more flowery language. I feel like that's basically what she was saying. She was saying, look, you know, um, Violencia couldn't do it. She chose not to do it. And she had to deal with the repercussions, which is not being on the show. Mm-hmm. So we just have to sort of let it go. And I honestly think that was her point. And, you know, I could even stretch it out to say, like, yeah, if she had done a actual, like, villain costume for for the competition and had it be meat, re- meat industry related... Mm-hmm then I could see that being the case. But sh- her costume wasn't. So, you know, I could see that being being the case. So I, I actually agree with Hollow Eve in this. I, I do think it is a little, I think it's a little funny to me that she goes, I'm going to say, it, okay, I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it, and I'm going to say it. Yeah. It's like, okay, just say it. So I think she was already, like, she's already used to people not agreeing with her. Uh-huh. And I, you know. I just was like, okay. Okay. You know, so I, 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 I'm at that point right now in the, in the show. And I'm going to say I half agree with <clears throat> Hollow and I half don't know what the fuck she's talking about. So let's actually listen and we'll, we'll kind of analyze it. All right. So this is Hollow Weave commenting on so far the girls have been talking about whether it was right or not for Violencia to not to sort of back out. Uh, no one seems to be saying, by the way, that it's okay. Right, they're all seem to be like really no. offended that she did it, and then and then this is well, when Hollow Weave starts. I think out. Landon was just kind of like, yeah, I think you know, I think we just need to see it. You know, I feel I forgot what she said, but she said something like, I think we just need to see it from a different point of view. Yeah. All right, here we go. Here's Hollow Weave. I'm I'm gonna say this, okay, and I'm just gonna say this. There is nothing in this fucking world more villainous than the goddamn meat industry. So I am here <laughs> for that as a villain. Honestly, I'm. And I could see, like, okay, I get that. Even though, it, and as, as I've seen online, they do point out that later she's eating bugs, you know, yeah. from her face. But okay. Right? Also, I mean, I don't know about you, but, like, I feel like maybe Jeffrey Dahmer is a little more villainous than the meat <laughs> industry. But I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to throw that out there. Okay. But, but so, yeah. Anyway, so there's that. So like, oh, I, But I, that's her point of view. I can see that. Okay, so, yeah, I can see that. All right, that... that that, you know, portraying the meat industry as a villain does mean something socially. Okay, that keeps seems to go with Hollow Eve's brand. All right. But then, this is where, if then, I, then I don't know what she's talking about. And, not, and, 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 and people who think I'm attacking Hollow Eve, it could be editing. There's a lot of weird editing where people make no sense. And it might not be her fault. She may have made total sense. But the way it's edited, what she says makes no sense. Watch, listen. I'm not, I'm not going to even question that. Okay. And here's the thing. Fear is irrational, and we're all going to confront it in different ways, but there will be consequences for your free will. What does that mean? So, Fear like is said, irrational. So, like I said, she, I think she, like you said, it, it's about the the packaging, and I think she's using some, like, she's using some interesting language, but I think... Here's my interpretation, and I feel I honestly think this is what she means, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe mm-hmm. if you asked, if you said this is what some random podcaster thought, she could be like, oh, no, not at all. Mm-hmm. That's how I imagine her voice sounds. Um, I think she's saying that, look, violence, fear, you, you, nobody can explain fear. You know, you have a fear of flying, you have a fear of whatever. It's hard to overcome that in the moment. Um, and it, it's an irrational fear. So it's not something you can just go like, I'm going to power through it. You know, sometimes fears overtake you and, you, and there's mm-hmm. nothing you can do. But whatever your decision is, you have to deal with those consequences. Mm-hmm. So her consequence for not doing the not jumping off the plane was not being on the show anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what she's trying to say is that like, look, she chose not to be she made a choice. 
and now she has to deal with the consequences. Yeah. And I think what the I think it's combating what everyone else is saying, which is that she was doing it. She was purposely choosing not to do it and then expecting to still be on the show. And I think that that's why they're offended because they were like, why does she even think she would be in the running? So I don't But that's my my opinion. Yeah, I don't know. Let me let me see if we can finish her out. You yeah. make a choice to do it or you make a choice to not do it, and the consequence comes after that. She's going to feel the deepest fucking regret because she should have jumped, but she could not jump. I'm glad she didn't. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I hate to say it cuz you know, I was not a fan of hers from episode 1. Mm-hmm. But I agree with what she's saying. Now, again, do I think that maybe she could have said it in a different way? Mm-hmm. Yes. But I feel like I agree. I think Valencia will probably be kicking herself, you know, for a while about how she couldn't jump off that plane. Yeah. All right. Very good. All right. Let's move on in the main, uh, to the main challenge. On the stage, the Boulay brothers appear on a giant screen and give the girls their challenge. They're to perform a vampire grotesque burlesque show. And on top of that, they're to tailor some Thwarp fans to their own looks. Back in the boudoir, Louisiana Halloween and Maxi Glam are all confident in their looks for this challenge. Meanwhile, the girls all discuss how much they spend on the previous challenge's look. And there seems to be some disapproval for how much Eva spent on her look. The next day, Madeline Hatter loves Yovska but hates her stupid comments. Uh, Madeline seems not to be alone as everyone talks about how they're sick of Yovska's side comments. Priscilla talked over someone and people were annoyed. Finally, there was some sort of confusing disagreement between Maxi Glamour and Dahlia Black. Lori, your thoughts on everything that happened up until the floor show? Um... So basically how I feel like, again, I think it was manufactured drama. One of the things with Yaska is, yeah, I think Yaska is annoying, but I also feel like Yaska's young. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's just, I think he's trying to fit in a lot of times when you're young and you, you know, you're around people who are older and, mm-hmm. and, you know, more in a field that you want to be in and they're more established. You kind of try and assert yourself by being sort of, you know, a loud mouth or being like, and so I think that's what she's trying to do. She's trying to be like, she's trying to crack, crack jokes in the way that she kind of feels like she can crack jokes, mm-hmm. which is just like, you know, constantly calling people out on stuff and cutting people down. <laughs> so it's the Canadian way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I kind of am giving Yaska a little bit of slack, but the person that I don't understand at all is Eva destruction. Okay. Like, I feel like there was such a turn with Eva where she's now become like this prima donna. How where, so? Yeah. I, it's so funny because, not to interrupt you, I'm going to let you finish. No, no, but, no. But it's one of these things where everything you're saying, I just don't have that same interpretation of the show. And I'm not saying you're wrong. It's just funny that I have a different interpretation. But go ahead. I mean, I think that's what makes a podcast, Joe. Yeah. Um, uh, no, I... I I think that Eva, like the fact that she spent, she was like, I spent $1,300. Like that means something. Like, I honestly feel like it's like, if it's a good costume, it's a good cost. Like it shouldn't matter how much money you spent on it. Or, you know, like if I, if I, if I was in a comedy competition and, Mm -hmm. you know, I was, I was in a comedy competition with somebody who had been doing it for a year and they won I'm not going to be like, well, fuck them. They've only been doing it a year. I'm going to be like, great. They did it. They won. They mm-hmm. were, they won the competition, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like Eva had this like mentality of like, I'm obviously the more talented one. I'm obviously the more, you know, established one. Mm-hmm. I have, I can spend the most money. I should be getting the accolades that I deserve. Mm-hmm. And she was like upset with other people that they weren't at her level. And it's like how how are you why are you upset about that? So that was I, that was I, I my don't see opinion. Where you got that? I didn't get that impression at all. Okay, let's let's go down by this beat by beat. So first of all, what were your thoughts on the idea of the challenge, the vampire grotesque burlesque show? I didn't really, uh, to be honest, I didn't get it until the until fl- they did it in the floor show. Okay, I was like, I don't know what that means. Like, is it a burlesque show where they where they strip down because burlesque see the thing with me is that any burlesque show i've been to has been a humorous one 
Mm-hmm. So it was it was weird to me to see a burlesque show where there's not really a humorous element to it. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I I kind of was confused by that until I got to until they got to the floor show and I was like, oh okay, so it's just kind of like, uh, you know, a burlesque dancer, but they happen to be a vampire. Like I felt like it could have been said in a yeah, a and then w- they did that weird thing way. with me. They made them use the fans that they never even showed really, except for except for like. Um, Landon's, oh, yeah. Landon's fan, maybe a couple other ones. I didn't really see any of the other fans. Yeah, whatever the crap panda or whatever the oh, friggin' yeah, 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 yeah. company is named. Oh, Dirt um, Squirrel. Yeah. Crap panda. Um, no, I, I, uh, yeah, what is the deal with them and in, in, in fans? Is that a gay man thing? No, it's I don't a dra- mean to be dra- like stereotypical. No, 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 but no, it's a drag queen thing. Why? Why I is that know. a thing? I don't know. They make a cool sound. They look cool. I don't know. I have one. They, they make a cool sound when you flip them open? Yeah, you, I have one, but I don't have one here handy. I would, I would do it for you. Mm-hmm. I don't get, I don't get, I don't get the, the appeal with fans. I just, I find them kind of useless. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, so yeah, so they had to do the fan and I mm-hmm. thought that was dumb. But yeah, that, so the floor show, I kind of was like, oh, okay, you know, I mean, it's not, <laughs> It's not anything where I was like, oh, I'm excited to see what they do. I was just sort of like, oh, okay, I don't know exactly what that is, but I'm interested, I guess, to see what how they how they make it work, you know? Well, what's funny is then they make a big deal about Louisiana, Halloween, and Maxi Glamour all say that they're super confident in their looks for this challenge. And any time now, again, I don't want to compare this show to RuPaul's Drag Race, but if people do that on RuPaul's Drag Race, at least one of those three people is going to be in the bottom. Right? Yeah. And in this case, they were like, yeah, we're pretty confident. And then two of them are safe and one's in the top. And you're like, oh, well, yeah. what was the point of all that? They actually yeah. they had a right to be confident. Um, yeah, usually when they spend a lot of time, like I watched that Ink Master show, which yeah. is a tattoo competition. Mm-hmm. Anytime somebody goes, like, because they do different tattoo forms. So anytime it'll be mm-hmm. like, oh, it's traditional tattoo day or whatever. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, oh, I got this in the bag. I do traditional tattoos all the time. You're yeah. like, that person's going home. That person's going home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and then it was like, almost like, and then they, and then they really, but another thing, sorry, I meant to say this. Another thing that was crazy was that the people that they focused on the most usually mm-hmm. are the ones who go home. And again, that didn't happen. No. The people they focused on the most were either safe or in the top. Yeah. So I just thought that was crazy. Yeah. And then next, uh, coming to go through piece by piece, all the girls talk about how much they spent on the challenges look. Okay. So let's talk about that. So they went around the room. They didn't even ask Eva first. And Eva didn't ask anybody. They were just like, how much did you spend? Clearly a producer told them to ask. And then someone asks Eva and she goes, well, I spent like, you know, I think she said like $1,300. So I don't understand why you're coming down on her for just answering the question that somebody asked her. No, no, no. I don't think it's bad that she answered. I don't think it's bad that anybody answered. I don't think it's bad that Dolly answered. I don't think it's bad that Eva answered. What I think is bad is the attitude and the reaction that Eva had when she found out that Dahlia only spent $50. Because Dahlia won last, last week. And yeah, so I, I, think think you're missing, honestly, I think you're misinterpreting it. I think what she's saying is, wow, I spent this much money and it didn't even look as good as Dahlia's look. And she only spent this much money. And then they show Dahlia talking shit about how I guess Eva's known for making like uh, foam padding for drag queens. And she makes really good quality uh, stuff for drag queens. And yet the stuff she made last week didn't live up to her brand. No, Dahlia makes foam padding. No, Eva does. I thought Dahlia said she made foam padding. No. Because Dahlia said, or so Eva says, the, she says in the thing, uh, uh, I, the fact that Dahlia, I found out that Dahlia only spent $50 on that entire look makes me sick to my stomach. And I, and, and then had like a weird, like, uh, like where she like blinked her eyes and then Dahlia immediately almost immediately after that she um sorry I'm looking at the the thing she says that she worked a lot with uh she's a seamstress a Mm -hmm. costume designer and seamstress I she goes I work a lot with Eva foam and the quality of that costume was not worth a grand by any means yeah Eva foam because she says because of Eva you know Eva destruction Eva foam I thought Eva was like a company 
Yes, Eva Destruction's company. Wait, Eva Destruct Eva sells foam. That's what she's saying. Yes. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to find what do you, do you have the no. minute mark. For, do you have the minute mark? Uh, Thirteen minutes twenty one seconds. That's 13, when twenty one. Okay, let's go here. All right. No, e, it's E V A. Eva foam is is a foam sheet. Okay, wait, hold on. I'm going it's ethanol, vinyl, vinyl acetate. How much did everybody spend on their last okay. look? I was just curious because I spent $35 on my look. <laughs> Give like a spitball roundabout. Okay, so like Eva says that. For my look. Mm-hmm. Eva, how much did you spend on yours? Um, Mine totaled out to be about $1,300. <laughs> I think I spent like a total of maybe like 50. Hearing Dahlia's outfit only cost her $50 for that entire look makes me sick to my stomach. Yeah, that's a compliment. How do you not hear the... That's a compliment. The, how do you not hear the the attitude in that statement? No, that's... it Because we're missing... We're both interpreting it different ways. I Who, think she's what? saying it is so fierce. The fact that she only spent $50, it makes me sick to my stomach. There is no way that that's what she that's means. That's exactly what she means. No, you don't say you don't say that when you're giving somebody a compliment. If I were to say, Joe, the fact that your podcast is doing so much better than mine makes me sick to my stomach. Would you take that as a compliment? No, but no. Hold on. Let's say you were doing your own podcast and you spent $2,000 and it sounds great, right? And yeah. then I go, oh, really? I only bought like a $100 Yeti mic. And you're like... The fact that Joe only spent $100 to sound that good makes me sick to my stomach because he spent because I spent so much money on my look. I I'm, I'm just saying that I'm looking at Eva's face and voice uh-huh. and they are not at all doing what I what what a normal like competition you know, or not competition sorry a normal compliment would be. Okay, now let's get back to the Eva phone part. Okay, so we have to agree to disagree there. I'm right though. Okay. No, you're not. As a costume designer, this is Dahlia. Seamstress. So Dahlia saying, as a costume designer and seamstress, I'm pretty disappointed that Eva spent that much money on that costume. That Eva spent that much money. So she's insulting Eva here. I work a lot with Eva from. Okay, so maybe. Okay, I will admit that I made the mistake here. That I guess Eva foam is some sort of type of foam. Okay. I don't think Eva Destruction created the entire foam. Well, the only reason I'm saying well, it is there are there are drag queens who, as a side business, make wigs and foam for other drag queens. So it's not a weird interpretation. Like oh, for okay. instance, from like for instance, um, uh, Ariel Versace from season eleven, she has a wig company. Okay. Well, I mean, does she still? Because didn't didn't she give away a bunch of wigs? <laughs> All right, here we go. So I work a lot with Eva Foam. And they should make that clear because you're thinking Eva Destruction, and she's talking about Eva Destruction. Okay, I work a lot with Eva Foam, and the quality of that costume. I work a lot with Eva Foam, and the quality of that costume was not worth a grand by any means. Oh, okay. So now that I saw, okay, see, I heard it and not didn't read it. So now I'm reading um, the subtitles. When I first heard it, I thought, okay. So my interpretation of Dahlia's statement was, remember, I thought she was making, that she had her own line of foam, okay? So I thought that she said, I work a lot with Eva Foam, you know, the brand that Eva Destruction makes, and it wasn't worthy of her brand, okay? Oh, okay. So um, it's not uh, worth a grand, okay? And then Which I will say I agree with Dahlia. I, I mean, I think that costume was great, but I, if you had asked me to guess a high number, I would have said like $250. Well, here's the tricky thing, though. Here's the tricky thing. Okay? Eva Destruction is a working drag queen. Okay? So what they're not getting... Let me finish this clip here. I spent thousands. Like, I had... Okay, who cares about that? Okay. So here's the thing. What we're not taking into consideration... Um, Dahlia says that she is a seamstress and a designer, right? So she can make her own clothes. So yeah, it costs her $50. Eva Destruction is a working drag queen who makes money. And so the $1,300 wasn't necessary for the materials, I'm just guessing, but also to have someone design and make it. Oh, okay. Does that make so sense? So she didn't, she didn't make, that makes sense because then doesn't, um, oh God, what's her, what's Dahlia's grandmother's name? Drag Tori Elizabeth was it Tori Elizabeth Black? No, uh, God grandmother. Oh, the, the uh, Madeline Hatter. 
Madeline Hatter, doesn't she say like when you make your own costume, it's like a fingerprint or something? Yes, and so, so maybe that. So ma- she's that's she's referring to like you should make your yeah. Maybe they're cutting that part out because they want us to think that Eva made her own clothes. Yeah. All right. And then and then the other thing that annoyed me, and this is just maybe this is just a wrapped into thing, but I always I get I I think it's so frustrating when people like try and tie in a personal thing that like doesn't really have to do with anything. And they try and tie it in to be like, you know, I'm such a, I'm a warrior. And that's yeah. what I felt like Eva did where she was like, um, I'm going to, I'm going to show my chest hair because I went on a date with this guy and he asked me to not to shave my chest. Cause he didn't like chest hair. And that gave me body dysmorphia. So now I show my chest hair and it was like, what? What you know? How? Where did we go from there? Mm-hmm. How did that? How did we get to that? I think you're being a little hard on Eva Destruction. I know there are people who agree with you, but I hate her. No, do I'm you kidding. really? No, no, oh. no, not at, not at all. I actually still, I think she's probably going to win. I think she's the most talented. Now, I don't necessarily think her runway was that great, but I think her costume was still pretty good, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I felt like she was the most. I, I it took me a while to to figure out who she was. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's Eva Destruction. So, and I think that to me is the one of the marks of a good like costume when it's like, oh, I can't even tell who that person is. Okay. Now the next day, Madeline Hunt. We talked about this. She loved yes. Oh, do we? Are, can we talk a little bit about Israel coming back in? Oh, sure. Go ahead. So Israel shows back up, and he just like walks in with like a roll of posters and some fans and what were the posters for by the way the posters were just posters the posters were just like you know like things to to give away they were just like accoutrement that they could have Uh with them and then they kept like showing the posters and being like oh this is so it's just obviously a crap panda promotion Mm -hmm. um and so uh, but I just love how he just like almost tripped over the entryway. And then when he walked out, he had to walk out backwards and he made, he like looked behind him to make sure that he wasn't tripping. So that made me laugh. What did you think about the whole Yovska hate? I, I think they were just trying to find a reason to highlight Yovska because she was going to be in the bottom too. Cause it, it didn't seem, I didn't understand what she was saying that was so bad and was so awful that everyone was like, Ugh, Yovska, she's so annoying. I, didn't get I think it. it was like they felt like she was well. First off, we we know from get that Madeline Hatter doesn't like when people question her, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I think that she was saying like I honestly, she, first off, she was the one who asked how much people made on the uh, in their drag, right? She was also the one who like anytime Maxi Glamour said something, she would like turn. Who's she? she would, uh. Yavska. Yavska okay. was also the one where anytime Maxi Glamour said something, you know, he, he would turn the conversation. But one of the things that I didn't really like was I just felt like he wasn't doing anything. Like the whole episode, I mean, I know it's got something, um, I know it's got something to do with like the way that he, he builds his, his drag, but it's just like he was putting like rhinestones on a glove for like 90 percent of the show well we've talked about that they make them do like little silly busy work to so they seem like they're doing something yeah but i mean i just but like at least like even in the makeup when they were doing makeup he wasn't doing anything mm-hmm. he was just kind of sitting there mm-hmm. and then like again they do the, the whole thing where they're like oh you guys gotta go and they're like we're not ready mm-hmm. I know that's, it's the dumbest, and then they come out in the floor show and they're completely elaborate and what's so insane. I did love how somebody was like, "I'm not going." <laughs> I think Madeline Hatter was like, "I'm not going. I'm not ready." And it's like, I wanted to be like, "Yeah, obviously, because <laughs> it's not real." Yeah, I, so. it's so dumb. All right, you know, Lori, why don't we do this? Uh, why don't we use this moment right now to take a break? All right, and we're back, Lori. Let's talk about the floor show. Here's the problem with talking about the floor show in Dragula, and I hope this changes. You don't get to see anything. It's just a series no. of quick cuts. You don't get to see a whole look ever. 
Um, I wish they would go like, here's this. Per-. You know, if they did a slow-mo of every person, you got to see their look, and then later did the quick cuts, that would be fine. But it's all I mean, yeah. quick cuts. And also, I feel like, I didn't realize until I watched the show, I actually need the description of the drag. Like, mm-hmm. even Camp Wanakiki, which is a dumpster fire rolling into a shit show. Mm-hmm. I mean, they at least explain to a point the drag. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, that to me helps a little bit to go like, oh, this is what this person is. Mm-hmm. They don't explain it at all. I mean, they. Do, I guess they do it when they're in the dressing room, but I still would like, but they could also cut that out and then, and then have something else. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I felt like, yeah, I feel like the quick cuts, they actually kind of make me a little nauseous, to be honest with you. Yeah, so. it's very difficult to watch. Were there any standout looks that you remember? Or? I actually, I liked Halloween's. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked, I really liked Landon's. I'm glad Landon's won. Yeah, Landon's was really good. Um, I, I, I did not like Yavska's. I know that I'm going to be, this is one of those things where I'm going to say, like, I'm just going to say I didn't like Yavska's, but I also don't like that. I don't like Yavska from the get go. As far as drag goes, I'm not necessarily like, I don't like, it's not like I dislike Yavska as a person. I just don't get that kind of drag, Mm -hmm. but this just didn't make any sense to me. I, so I was just like, whatever. And I felt like St. Lucia just gave up. But yeah, other than that, I felt like everybody was just kind of, oh, Hollow Eve I liked. I thought she was good. But it's one of those things where it's like, when you, you know when you get, an, you get an F and then you get a C and you rise to a D? So it's like, or you get an F and you get an A and then you rise to a C? So mm-hmm. she's almost, it's like she's not, she's like middle level now. She, yeah. It's not like she's amazing or anything. Yeah. Um, You know, unfortunately, I mean, I guess fortunately or unfortunately, I pretty much agreed with the judges across the board. The people that were safe, I was yeah. Eh. The people that they really liked, I really liked. Maybe because I got to see more of it on the judges panel. And the people, to be honest with you, I even felt to give them the girls some credit. The only really two bad ones were Yavska and um, Saint Lucia. Even Madeline Hatter, yeah. you can tell they were like, well, we have to have someone in the bottom three. You know? Yeah. Because she I think Madeline Hatter's probably going to go home soon, though. Oh, you do? Although, I will say this. I do find Madeline Hatter attractive. Wait, what? As a girl or as a boy? Both. Shockingly. Oh, really? I, that's yeah. interesting. I feel like as a girl, she's hot. And as a boy, she's a, he's also attractive. Oh, really? I think he's he is a beautiful man. What? Yeah. Wait, uh, Madeline Hatter? Yes. This is, everyone, this is breaking news. This is shocking to me. And you know what's even more shocking? I don't find Landon attractive. I was going to assume that you, even as a woman boy, or a man. Boy or girl. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't huh. find Landon attractive. Hollow I mean, Eve? No. I, I will say, I, Hollow Eve, I think, has a, a pretty face. Uh-huh. But I don't find no, I don't find her attractive. Oh my gosh, interesting. Breaking yeah. news from Lori. Interesting. Okay. Uh final who, who is yours? Who's the one that you find the most attractive? I don't attractive really on? find anybody attractive on that show this season. I'll be really? honest with you. Yeah. Maybe would, maybe Saint Lucia or is it Maxi Glamour? One of the two black people. And I can't tell them apart. And um actually both I, of them are attractive, to be honest with you. Um and that's about it. Maybe if I was drunk, maybe if I was drunk, Dahlia Black, but I had to be drunk, like really drunk. I am shocked that you would say that. I thought you would be all over Dahlia Black. No, everyone thinks that, but no. She looked, Our, she looked like someone who would be on meth from Florida. I also thought you might be into Yaska, too. No, no. Mm-mm. So, but you know who nobody's saying? Who? Louisiana Purchase. And I, I'm only saying that because I feel like Louisiana Purchase has this attitude that everybody finds her attractive. Yeah. And it's like, who? In where? where when? Like, I, I don't you know. know. Again, once again, I don't know. You're bringing a lot of your own shit to this show. When have you gotten any impression that Louisiana Purchase thinks she's attractive? When she was talking about her, her 
her burlesque. She was like, she said something along those lines, like they like to watch me dance or some some dumb thing. And I was like, who? Where? Nobody. In Austin, Texas, y'all. Ugh. I also will say, I think that Eva Destruction is is cute as well. But I, I just think it, it's like a, like, I'm not attracted. I just think that he's a cute man. He's I'm, not a cute mad at even, I'm not mad at Eva Destruction, but I wouldn't want to see her with her natural brows. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. During the final judgment segment, Dahlia Black, Eva Destruction, Priscilla Chambers, and Maxi Glamour were deemed safe and asked to leave the stage. In the top were Landon Sider, Louisiana Purchase, and Hollow Eve. Finally, in the bottom were St. Lucia, Yavska, and Madeline Hatter because she didn't make a fan. After some discussion, Landon Sider was named the winner of the challenge, while St. Lucia and Yavska were forced to face off in the extermination challenge. Seated at a table, the girls faced off over a meal of beef blood, intestines, organ and flesh. They both wolfed the food down, though they gagged at times. Later that night, St. Lucia is trolling around a mausoleum. She sees a statue of a woman crying blood and touches it. Suddenly, a hand plunges a stake into her heart and throws St. Lucia into a coffin and slams it shut. Lori, any final thoughts on the episode, on the final judgment, on the extermination challenge, and on the extermination itself? Uh, I... I guess I totally missed that Madeline Hatter didn't do a, a fan. Well, because they I didn't, didn't because of the way they show the floor show, you didn't see that anybody did a fan except for Landon and one other person. Yeah, I totally missed that. Is that I didn't know that I didn't realize that that was why she was. I I feel like I missed a lot of the this ending part. I because I was like exhausted when I was watching this, but also mm-hmm. like, um, I I really kind of closed my eyes and like barely watched the, oh, elimination the yeah, I was wondering what you were going to think about the extermination challenge I kind of just like sort of like would glance at it I honestly was like I'm not going to watch it and then I was like I gotta watch some of it mm-hmm. and I watched and I will say I think that I again I feel like I, I would love to see I, I want I kind of would like to see an interview with St. Lucia just to see her her mentality because i honestly feel like it was remember i forgot because i'm so terrible with names that drag queen who was in uh last season who they had to do that ice challenge where they like sat they stood in ice yeah and she just kind of like gave up like she was like and every it was like almost like certain that she was not going to get killed but Mm -hmm. then she gave up and then she obviously got killed Mm -hmm. i feel like saint lucia was like that i feel like if she had just tried she would have, Yavska would have died. Mm-hmm. But the fact that she just sort of, she almost did what Violencia did, but like kind of tried to do it, you know? I'm going to kind of correct you. I don't think it was the ice challenge. There was another gross eating challenge, and I believe it was Dahlia Sin who like was like, man, I'm just going to kind of stop eating and pick at the food. Is that the one you're talking about? I could have sworn it was the ice one. Maybe it I is. I kind of feel they all did the ice one, and they were all fine with it. We, and we were th- us criticizing like that was not that bad, bad of a challenge. Oh, maybe that's maybe that's why. Okay, yeah. I'm well. I'm just <clears throat> apparently with you. I'm just all wrong today. <laughs> um, Usually when I co- when I confront a co-host but being wrong, that co-host quits. So I'm, I, that's well, this is my last episode. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and then we well we get the drama with uh, Dahlia Black. I will say that this to me was like one of those things where I was just like, okay, Dahlia, like, shut up. Like, I, I to be honest with you, I hate when people say, like, if you're going to call me a bitch, call me a bitch to my face. Because I guarantee you if Maxie was like, okay, you're a bitch, she would also be upset. You know, like, well, it's even like. even that part made no sense. Like, yeah. I'm not here for pointed conversation. Like, it, no, I don't have to find but that see, part too. But see, also, I will say this. I think all. One of the things that frustrates me is that there is no like, there's no honest communication. There's just like, there's just heightened drama. So uh-huh. there's no like, Maxie could have just simply been like, because I honestly feel like Maxie's comment was like a joke. I feel like she was like, we got to talk about that. Because I feel like that to me is what you kind of feel like Eva Destructions was, which was a compliment where she was saying like, we got to talk about how you won the whole competition. You only spent 50 bucks on your costume. Mm-hmm. But Maxie refused to, and again, this could be editing, but the way that it made it seem was like Maxie's like, oh, I don't remember what I said. And I, and it's like, obviously she does. Mm-hmm. And then 
And then, uh, you know, Dahlia just keeps going on and on and like, I'm not here for this shit, blah, blah, blah. And I'm not what it's just like, okay, like, just, you know, nobody cares. Like, I just, I, I hate people who are like, I want you to say it to my face and don't say anything. It's like people talk behind everybody's back all the time. It's like, just shut up about it. You know, mm-hmm. like, just you stop pretending like that's not a thing. So right. I don't know. What'd you think of the extermination itself? I was kind of disappointed because I thought when she went into that tomb or whatever, I was like, and the, and the one thing was bleeding mm-hmm. and the statue was bleeding. I thought, Oh, it's going to be like a thing where she touches the statue. Yeah. And then her eyes start bleeding mm-hmm. and then, or like the statue comes to life and attacks her or whatever. No, it's just that she touches the statue for like a long time and then turns around and gets stabbed with a knife. Yeah. Like that's it. And I was like, oh, that's there have been complaints online that the that the exterminations have been sort of unoriginal so far. I thought the first one was okay. I did think it was funny again that they she they put her in one leg at a time mm-hmm. uh, in that Avada acid. But I yeah, I didn't really like this. I thought here's the thing, and this again is just going to be an overarching. As I've said many times, there's a there's a road that I feel like the Belay brothers go down where I feel like, Oh, this is a good idea. And then they veer right. They do like a skin mark, right. To like a, well, I don't know why you would go down that road, mm-hmm. you know? And I feel like it's almost like a shortcut where they're just like, yeah, we're going to do it where she goes down. She looks at the statue and it's bleeding. And then we're just going to stab her. And yeah. it's like, you can't, why not go? Why not keep going? Why not mm-hmm. figure out what happens down that road? Yeah. So that's my only thing. All right. Uh, I, I found the part with Maxi Glamour. Let's let's let with I mean with uh, Dahlia Black. Here we go. If anybody ever has a thing that they want to bring up, let's talk about it openly. As sisters, I don't do pointed conversation. Like I would love to just talk about shit. If you have like a comment you want to make, I just don't like all that like heated, nasty yelling, all that bullshit. And I also don't like like unnecessary shade. So like if you're trying to make a joke or something, like that's cool too. You can just tell me. But I- who says that? Who goes? Okay, Dahlia, I'm going to say a joke. Here's a joke. Yeah. 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 Who's like, hey, uh, just so you know, in like 30 seconds, I'm going to say a joke where you're going to say something and then I'm going to comment on it. Uh, I don't know what the what you're going to say and I don't know what my comment's going to be on, but I just want to let you know that I'm prepared for and it. And I'm not here for shade and I'm not here for yelling. If you want to talk about something, then just tell me. But okay and then it's just like and if you want to make a joke that's cool too but just warn me that you're gonna do a joke yeah also it's like literally the the boudoir scene beforehand she was throwing shade and yelling so it's like apparently you're okay with it but you just don't want other how about the part where she said that she didn't see how eva destruction spent a thousand dollars because she works with because that's behind dahlia's black that's behind eva's destruction's back that's exactly what i'm saying yeah she's shady as f yeah, and that's what the um, other queens are saying about her, too. So, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I think it's ridiculous. Bullshit. I mean, I'm not going to directly, like, oh, you're a bitch, you know, like, I'm not going to well, insult shut. you. If you think I'm a bitch, just say it. Yeah. Don't yeah. mumble it under your breath. Do it so everyone else can hear you, too, gal. What is- See, that's what, I, that's what I'm saying. If I think if Maxie would have been like, okay, I think you're a bitch, I don't think Dahlia would have been happy. I don't think no. she would have been like, thank you. I think she would have been like, what the like if joe if i walked up to you and i said hey fuck you would you be happy about that no, no. but if i told like evan which i do many times mm-hmm. god i fuck fuck joe yeah. you know i mean you wouldn't know about it yeah so. exactly 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 uh all right laura any other final thoughts on this episode there's not really much to this episode no i here's the thing i hope Next episode is like crazy. My worry is that they're going to do like a thing where they have it be like the like each episode gets crazier and crazier. So then by the last episode, they're like, oh, look how crazy it is. But then like we got to slog through like, mm-hmm. you know, four episodes and nothing mm-hmm. um, or that all of the episodes are going to be boring. So we'll see. I don't know. I'm here. I feel like with um, all the extra money, they should be able to do more like. Uh, you know, more exciting things. You know, they did the jumping out of the plane, which is great, but everything has been in the dressing room and in the theater. Mm-hmm. They haven't gone outside yet. So, I mean, I know it's only two episodes, so I can't be like, when are you guys going to do it? But I mean, 
it's we're now three episodes deep so let's you know or we're now going to get to our third episode let's let's start showing some stuff let's start showing some tna all right sounds good well that's going to do it for this week's episode of hello uglies be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss dissect and deconstruct each brand new episode of dragula season three so for Lori roggenkamp and myself Hello, uglies. Shut Lori Roggenkamp hosts her own podcast, and they're all a part of the Bloody Podcast Network. You can follow Lori Roggenkamp on Instagram at PickleMyth. Joe Batanz is one of the hosts of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. You can find that show on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow Joe Batanz on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batanz. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. Hello Uglies is an Afterthought Media podcast.